Hello there, this is Dave Allen for EV20 Questions and this is a podcast about electric vehicles and driving them. The nitty-gritty of what it's like to be an owner and a driver. Hello there, this is Dave Allen for EV20 Questions podcast news. Since my last trip out with my Nissan Leaf, I was visiting Ireland and I had to hire a car in Ireland. Unfortunately, it was a petrol car. It sounded and felt really agricultural compared to my driving experience with my beautiful Nissan Leaf. As we were leaving from Barcelona Airport, it was necessary to drive from home to the parking space where we were leaving Rosie for four days while we were away. It was an easy drive down and on the way there was time to pull into the AMB electric vehicle charger near to the airport. And it didn't take long to get the battery up to just over 75% so that when I arrived back in the country, I would have enough juice in the battery without having to go looking for a charger to make sure I'd got enough electric for getting home. I have in the past driven from home to Barcelona Airport and back again with one full charger battery but that was in the summertime. I think the range in winter time is just a bit less. In the summertime I've seen ranges of around about 280 maximum and then the winter time I'm seeing about 30 kilometres less. So it made sense to add a bit of electron juice into that battery just to make sure. I didn't want to fill the battery to 100% because it doesn't do the battery any good if you leave it full for over a number of days. It's only going to be four days. Um, it's better to keep it under 80% to make sure that no damage is done to the battery. It probably would have been okay, but it's best not to take chances anyway. It was so weird to drive a higher car, especially one without cruise control. You can get used to having cruise control that's intelligent with a radar to keep you your safe distance from the car in front. Pro Pilot Assist is a marvellous feature. It's safe and it's worth having. I don't rely upon ProPilot Assist for the steering, but I do allow it to assist me to steer the car. I like to be in control still. In the higher car, I had to get used to changing the manual gears. I had to get used to the switch to turn on the headlights manually. I had to switch in order to dip the headlights even. I even had to reach up manually to dip the rear view mirror. You know, after all these months of driving a technologically advanced car, going to drive a higher car is like driving like an animal. I also miss my comfortable seats I have on 2018 Nissan Leaf Degna, and I'm really glad I paid the extra to get the top of the range with the good seats and the heating included. I use the heating on the seats quite often during the winter time. I just love being warm, especially from my back. It's lovely. I can see that one of these days I'm going to have to drive my car up through France, maybe go across the UK and once again take the ferry crossing into Ireland. I haven't done that for a long time. I'd love to do one of these really long road trips and really drive my electric car to the limit. I do feel comfortable having enough electric charge points I can connect to all the way through France. I would have to do some research and checking on what I'd need in terms of RFID cards and apps that I'd need for driving through England and Wales. It would take a lot longer than flying and I'm not sure I'd be able to persuade my wife because she doesn't like going on boats, ships. It would also be a bit weird driving my left-hand drive car on the wrong side of the road in the UK and Ireland. Gen 2 Nissan Leaf owners on Facebook. We've got a group now that's grown to over 1,400 members. Many of the members are actual owners of the 2018 Nissan Leaf. And it's a good group to be in to share knowledge about our favourite electric car. Sometimes the questions are about the general workings of the car. People who have just bought the car or are about to buy one are wondering about a functional feature of the Nissan Leaf. We have members in the group who have had the car for a long time and done a lot of miles or kilometres in their vehicles. So there's a lot of experience and knowledge available. 
It's also a good place for us to share photos of our cars and spreading a little bit of the leaf love. There are times when we have problems with the vehicle, like that time I had a problem with the radar sensor at the front of the car. I was able to see if other people had the same problem and what they did in order to get things sorted out. By the way, my Pro Pilot Assist and Intelligent Cruise Control has been working perfectly since I got the radar sensor changed. I'm delighted. All of the group know that the application you get from Nissan to connect to the car is a bit rubbish. It takes a huge amount of time to connect to the car via the server at Nissan. And I can understand why it's necessary to go via the server at Nissan for some digital security. I just wish it wasn't quite so glacial slow. I have been looking at another application called Leafy. It's still a little bit slow, but it maybe works a little bit quicker. I'm able to see if the car is connected to the charger. I can tell it to start charging from the app. I can also send commands to the air conditioning in case I want to preheat or pre-cool the car. I don't think it's got quite the same functionality as the Nissan app, but I don't know, it seems to work a little bit better. I like it a little It looks nicer as well. I have noticed that the app from Nissan has been updated recently, but I don't think it works any better, and it maybe even was working a little bit worse. One of the members of the group, Peter Haas, has been asking about the e-pedal. He says, Anyone else notice e-pedal regen going to full when you let off the accelerator, then quickly dropping to no regeneration regardless of speed. Braking continues, but not as strong as I've grown used to. Looking at the parameter, the regen stops, so I assume the car is applying the friction brake. What's going on? Good question, Peter. I wonder myself. So uh, this isn't a problem I've come across myself with my Nissan Leaf. Other users have asked for more information, such as the level of battery. If the battery is at 100%, it's obviously not going to be getting any regen because there's nowhere for the generated electricity to go to. It could just be that there is some sort of actual problem with Peter's car and he needs to take it down to the dealership to get it checked out properly. Another possibility would be to look into Leaf Spy Pro and see if there are any error codes. As far as I can make out, it seems that some of these error codes you get in the app are a little bit cryptic and you need to go to the garage to get it looked at properly anyway. Jennifer, who is a well-known member of the group and has driven a lot of miles in her car, she uses it for a bit of uh, taxi driving, the Uber type thing, and she says her car occasionally goes into friction braking without regen. She says if she gives a little blip on the pedal, it starts to regen again. It seems that what this does is to stop the braking briefly and then when the car starts to brake again it works with the regen rather than using the friction brakes. A fella called David in the group thinks it's unusual behaviour and you need to be aware that the power meter has a different scale between the B mode and E pedal and what may look like less regen on the meter actually isn't. Kind of wonder about that myself, I don't think that's right but still that's what David thinks. Another hypothesis, this time from Patrick, is that if you go down a steep hill, the friction brakes seem to take over. Also, if the road is rough, the car is more likely to use the friction brakes. I've driven down some steep hills, and even some of them had rough surfaces, bumpy surfaces, and I haven't noticed anything like that myself. Benedict says the reason it'll go to friction brakes is because they work on all four wheels. If you're only using regen, you're only getting braking action happening on the front wheels. It's because of safety reasons, regen is minimised and the friction brakes are used to give you the braking power you're looking for. 
Another owner of the 2018 Nissan Leaf, Mario, says he's not using the e-pedal anymore. He didn't say why he stopped using it, but it seems a shame not to use the e-pedal. I always have e-pedal switched on, and the only time I'm not using it is when I'm using ProPilot Assist. I think e-pedal is brilliant. It's lovely. I don't know why you'd want to turn it off. I really don't. Anyway, as you can see from the drivers of the 2018 Nissan Leaf that are in the group there, they like to go into detail of the inner workings of the car. For the most part, I just drive it and enjoy it. I don't fiddle about with it too much now because I found the settings that I like and I've no need to mess about with looking for extra braking when I want it to slow down and I don't need to change the settings and turn e-pedal on or off or eco mode or whatever else. I've got my settings and I'll leave it as it is and uh, it's working for me. And as they say, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. I was at the shopping centre again, charging my car. This is the shopping centre where the last time I was hassled by security. They wanted to look in my bag. This time I didn't look quite so dodgy. I didn't get pulled over by these security people again. I got plugged into one of the two charging stations there. On each station there is a Type 2 connector and also a Shuko connector. In the car I have both the Granny charging cable and the Type 2 cable. With the Granny charging cable you're only going to get 3 kilowatt charging speed. With the Type 2, the maximum is going to be around the 6.6 kilowatt. I suppose it's handy to have the two charging sockets available on these chargers because I suppose maybe the motorcycle wants to pull in and charge and he's only got the uh, Shuko plug. Even if the amount of power isn't enhanced using the Type 2 charging point. It's possible also you only have one cable with you so that having a choice of socket is a good thing too. The other charging variable is how much the charging station will let you have. I checked with the Lease Spy Pro application and I saw I was getting less than 3 kilowatt. The charging point is probably limited by the maximum number of amps available. It's probably only got a 16 amp break compared to the 32 amp breaker I've got with my EVSE at home. I'm getting the full 6.6 .6 charging when I'm plugging at home. So This is not really a problem when it comes to using a destination charger, especially if the electric is free. I was able to plug in and use the Barcelona Live card to activate the charging point and I stayed the charger for more than two hours. It was a long shopping trip. I did have my wife with me. She was looking at everything and there and didn't buy anything but it was a long case of looking at stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. I was losing my uh, will to live at the end of it all. I was glad to get away. It would have been much shorter if I'd been there on my own. When we got back to the car anyway, the battery was at 100%. Excellent. I call that a result, don't you? Anyway, so that's a little bit of extra news for the EV20 Questions podcast and uh, my details of driving down to Barcelona and leaving my car there and also going into the details of some of the problems people have been finding about their cars in the Facebook group and also a little bit there about my latest trip down to Barcelona just to uh, go and have a look at the shopping centre using the charging facilities while I was there. Got another episode coming up soon where I went to France and I wanted to test out my new RFID card I got from Revio. Um, I got that card so that I could get a reduced cost in the connection fee for connecting to the charge points. Always good to have extra possibilities, options, for when you want to uh, go charging and you're on the move. 
because we don't want to get stuck in some place other because we're at a charging point and we can't get it activated because we haven't got the right card. Anyway, so this is Dave Allen for EV20 Questions. Rabbiting on about electric vehicles. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye now. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the EV20Q podcast and I hope it's inspired you to get an electric car. If you've got an electric car already, I hope you're enjoying yours just as much as I'm enjoying my Nissan Leaf. If you could do me one small favour, and that's go into your podcatcher of choice and leave a review. Or go into iTunes and leave a review there and give it five stars if you can. It really helps the people find the podcast due to the way the algorithm works in these podcatchers. Thanks very much.